So yeah, uh, we're gonna talk about poetry, literature, and exile, and how do we, as writers, translators, poets, how do we see this? How do we look at exile from different perspectives? What is it in exile that? Uh, what is that characteristic of exile that uh, would affect? A writer for you, like you, for instance. Uh, what is it in it, and if there are historical um, examples uh, that they have that it shows that exile was was an element in their writing? Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, as a uh, coming from Arabic literature background, historical example would be a very uh, a very good example is the movement of Al Mahjar, which is known as the Poets of Exile, which was a movement uh, that started uh, by a few poets who were exiled in Europe and left the, uh, their countries. And this movement uh, is now a whole category of the Arabic literature. It's, it actually opened up a few different uh, aspects of, of the Arabic poetry. So I guess the movement is there and the, the exile and, and literature have always been connected since Ovid from, from the oldest history and until today. And for me personally, I guess that uh, exile affected on my poetry, uh, changed the way I look at my poetry, made me redefine things, redefine the meaning of my poem, the meaning of, of homeland, of of uh, identity and all. So it's an opportunity at the end of the day, as Edward Said once said, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a state of plurality of vision. What do you think, guys? Yeah, I mean, to me, exile was, uh, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine myself like without being in exile somehow. It's totally changed your perspectives, your identities, and it like creates, I think, two identities at the same time, which some poets speak about, like Mahmoud Darwish, he always have this two identities that maybe he talks about, whether it's when he's, uh, when he left to Lebanon or to, to Europe, and it's, it's interesting how you start developing these identities, and, and of course, the things that we learn from exile, I think, from myself, I, I wouldn't learn in, in my country because of, because of the limitation we have and the, our like maybe uh, perspectives in, in Syria is totally different than here and meeting people from Malaysia and all over the world, I think that's, that's one of the things that uh, I, I don't take for granted when it comes to, to exile. I, th I think what is important is that um, when we look at uh, when is art created, uh, a lot of times it is when um, that daily routine, uh, constant uh, way of living, uh, constant uh, that that constant situation in our life, uh, perhaps is affected. When we talk about exile, of course, we talk about a forced. Uh, um, movement of people, um, things that ordinary citizens of the world perhaps would take for granted. Uh, for instance, 
uh, in the country that I am staying in, in the place that I am staying in, how many days are left for me to stay here? Uh, uh, thinking about uh, your legality where you are, just because you are breathing in one part of the board, for instance, all of these uh, gets bold, gets highlighted, it becomes bold in your life. You're thinking about it actively, that I am here in this uh, place in Southeast Asia, for instance, uh, and uh, you can't, and, and you are counting how many days are left that I am here, thinking about who you are, your, your, your features are now mattering. For instance, for poets that he is inside his own country, for instance, uh, uh, who he is might not be that much of uh, a thing to, to think about, but the way you look, the way you are interacting with people, uh, where you are staying, how many days you are staying, all of these are pushing you, or all of the, these are affecting you as a person, you are thinking about them. So the point is that exile, uh, becomes an element in our thoughts always, uh, whether we think about it or not, it, uh, when we are in exile, uh, things affect us. Um, and and a, a historical example uh, that I, can, I, can, I have in head uh, is, one of them is Rumi, for instance, uh, himself, who, who was born in um, the modern day of uh, where is Afghanistan today, uh, but people speak Persian uh, in this region. Uh, and then uh, because of the uh, uh, attack of the Mongolian uh, toward from Central Asia uh, uh, towards uh, uh, those lands. Uh, he was forced to go all the way. He went to Damascus, uh, met um, Ibn, Arabi. Ibn Arabi, and then from there he went up to Turkey, and and then he he got the name Rumi, which means uh, foreigner. Uh, foreign, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Foreigner. He, he became known as Rumi, and it's, it wasn't his name, but because of the place that he was in, he took that uh, as part of it. So it it is it is an opportunity, of course, uh, but uh, it is always with hardship. So here is maybe we can ask Asuma um, that uh, um, I ask her in Farsi. Um, که شما چه تأثیری داره وقتی می‌نویسی اینکه یک افغان بودی که در ایران به دنیا اومدی و بعد مثلا مجبور شدی به افغانستان بری اینجا یه حالت غریبی داشتی و بعد در مالزی اومدی و حالا همه اینها آیا تأثیر روی نوشتن داره آره دا مثلا تمام این تجربیاتی که من از طریق این مسافرت از طریق این کوچه اجباری واقعا تجربه کردم همه اینها یعنی تأثیری داشته که نگاه خودم شخصا مثلا موقع نوشتن خیلی عمیق‌تر باشه مثلا نسبت به بعضی مفاهیم مثل مفاهیم درد دلتنگی جدایی یه, یه مفهوم و یه نگاه خیلی عمیق شاید مثلا اون نگاه عمیق رو هر کسی نداشته باشه اما من تو نوشتم همیشه اون درک و اون نگاه عمیق رو همیشه داشتم و واقعا یعنی با پوست و استخوانم یعنی خیلی از اون کلماتی که تو شعر مثلا یا تو نوشتم استفاده میکنم شاید با تمام پوست و استخوانم اون رو درک کرده باشم مثلا حس کرده باشم تجربه کرده باشم have made her, uh, have made the depth of her thinking, uh, uh, it gave depth to uh, concepts like uh, pain, concepts mm. like um, 
uh, love, uh, like di different things, uh, di different concepts that she, she uh, named. Uh, uh, all of these uh, has, has given her uh, the ability to think more in depth of mm. what that mm. exactly means. Uh, it has changed the perspective. It's all about perspective. Perhaps when we, we go on a journey, it's a it's 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 perspective always. It, it's it's that we go and a tourist goes somewhere to see something. It's all about seeing. However, this this journey was forced to a lot of yeah. writers through history because of what they were writing. For instance, Milan Kondera in uh, Czechoslovakia of the time, um, he was forced out of his country um, and, and out of his language also. and out of his language. And it is very interesting that you write in English and you have also write, written in English. Um, what is it in exile? That it, that, is it what exile have given you writing in another language? And what do you feel about? I mean, <laughs> I would ask you because I have or I've originally written in English before in Syria. Even in Syria. I have written a few Arabic poems, but my most writings were influenced influenced by Western poetry. So that's why I, I write in English. Uh, but I think to you, it's yeah, it's 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 a it's a different uh, experience for me because I've never written in English. Although I uh, learned English, I learned French, but I've never thought in English or French. Uh, but there's this idiom where you are living in the language. When you start living in the language, it's only then when you start writing in in a new language. And this new language would mirror uh, uh, a few new aspects of your face and of your identity and of your who you are how you think and what it, what's what's what is it that matters the most in a, in a poem is it the thought or the feeling or the language or the, or the language what are you what are you trying to do with your poem and this made me think of my language the language of my poetry not the language as a as a as a concept of, of uh, alphabet or or uh, sounds but the language of your poetry is your thoughts your emotions and your your uh, work inside the poem english gave me an, a different a different path to walk through but also talking about uh, how how exile can open new different paths to you and roads and all. There's also a fear of losing your cultural identity. That fear of, of, you know, how do you keep one uniform cultural identity? How do you balance? What do you get? What do you lose? And, and talking of that, I would, uh, of course, mention Mahmoud Darwish. Because Mahmoud Darwish in his poetry, the one who, who, uh, who said, I went north I went east and west, but I couldn't go south because south is my country. He went everywhere, but he couldn't go to his country, which is very strong, a very strong statement saying that I could go everywhere, but not to my country. And by that, Mahmoud Darwish, for any, for any Arabic uh, uh, speaker uh, and any, any, anyone who, who knows the, the the problem of of uh, of, uh, of Palestine, and know that with 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 Mahmoud Darwish poetry, he created a homeland in his poetry, 
for millions of people, for millions of those who migrated, those who lost their country, Palestine for them is Mahmoud Darwish's poetry. Very interesting point because he kept his land and he created, he transformed it from a from a physical uh, uh, thing with borders into a, into a, a, an endless endless world of, of words. So how do we keep our identity? How do we maintain the 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 identity that we inherited? It, I, think, I feel like it's a, a, a legacy that we live uh, with, with any artist. Uh, work is the legacy <laughs> that they live in, whatever that, that it is there. And it's that immortal uh, uh, part of them that would be, would be there. Uh, but, but, but it's very interesting how when I read your poems, for instance, I relate a lot and I'm thinking what it is, what it is about all of us that from different places in the world, uh, three different nationalities, for example, sitting here on this table. Uh, uh, there are thousands of kilometers in between, actually, uh, even if people think that that whole region is one place. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, the, the, what is it that we have so much in, in, in common? What it is that uh, I felt so close to someone like Milan Kondera and uh, I, I saw that you also had that uh, um, is exile that that something that uh, that we all uh, have in common for instance uh, that that is has become a universal is a universal uh, a state of being that um, any poet perhaps mm. uh, has has experienced it right? because exile could also be that separation from the beloved whoever whoever or whatever that beloved has been um, in half as poetry you you always see that exile and that that longing of uh, uh, being in distance and that distance that that it is affecting that that it's where the pain is coming and some when you can't reach Mahmoud Darwish who can't go to South, but it is all about the South, everything that and, he has written. And this actually reminds me of, 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 of a very good point that you can be exiled in your own country. And maybe this is like something that Masuma went through, how she felt exiled in her own country. So what is, what's homeland and what's exile in this, in this situation? Maybe Masuma would love to. to Afghanistan. حس قریب و حس توی تبعید بودن داشتید بگم صحبت به خاطر اینکه من حس قریبی رو تو افغانستان خیلی زیاد احساس میکردم چون تو ایران به دنیا اومده بودم با اون فرهنگ بزرگ شده بودم درس خونده بودم چون درست فرهنگ مشترک داشتن اما یه باید ها و یا نباید هایی بود که واقعا فرق میکرد نسبت به اون جامعه ای که من رفته بودم اونجا یه جامعه مثلا سنتی تر بود به خاطر فقر و طی سالها جنگ زیادی که تو افغانستان بود خب جامعه از از دوچار کمی فقر فرهنگی شده بود یعنی کشیده شده بود به همون سمت مفکرهای سنتی یا همون خیلی وابسته به 
باید ها و نباید های مذهبی بودن جامعه و وقتی که من مثلا تو یه جایی که مثلا به زن ارزش قائل بودم من به عنوان یه زنی که تو جامعه بودم بعد وقتی که برگشتم در افغانستان اونجا به زن با یه دیدگاه دیگه نگاه میکردن میگفتن زن فقط باید بشینه تو خونه اصلا حق درس خوند درس خوندن نداره حتی به اسم نباید مثلا صدا صدا کسی ما رو صدا میزد در اون حد یعنی فشار و فشار و ترس بود به خاطر همین من تو کشور خودم حتی واقعا احساس غریبی میکردم چون به عنوان یه زن نمیتونستم آزادانه برم درس بخونم نمیتونم نمیتونستم آزادانه حتی مثلا برای خودم یه نظری مثلا حتی داشته باشم در اون حد یعنی حتی در در حد یک اظهار نظر ساده من حق نداشتم به خودم به خاطر همین غریبی رو با تمام وجود حس میکردم غریبی به عنوان یک انسانی که تو حق زندگی داری حالا جدایی از هویتت یعنی من حتی هویت زنم تو اونجا مثلا من که یه زن بودم مثلا حتی هویت جنسیتی منم حتی اونجا زیر سوال می رفت که حالا بماند هویت های دیگه ای مثل هویت های جغرافیایی says uh, she, she was in fact feeling like a stranger uh, in Afghanistan uh, because uh, because she was born somewhere else, else uh, uh, there were a lot of cultural differences from where she was and where she went uh, and there were a lot of things that were affecting her for instance uh, she grew up in a place that uh, the idea of who is a woman was very different than where she went and and that identity even the identity of being a woman was being challenged there that for instance a woman should be the person who is always at home uh, um, and uh, all of these all of these was making her thinking that this is not the place that that she belongs to um, mm. um, but uh, that itself that that not being able to even uh, be in that uh, gender was 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 a challenge uh, aside from other identities that she had that it was it was all gone like uh, she wasn't she wasn't accessing um, um, uh, uh, who she was like you could you could you couldn't be who you were uh, uh, very well um, And there is, I think, I think there is element of pain in in exile, definitely. Uh, that uh, uh, it is an element of every art, perhaps uh, the element of pain. Oh. So from entertainment, if we consider that as art, uh, but um, pain is there, and um, I think I think uh, artists have been so uh, uh, generous to say that. Uh, Uh, it it helped them, although we all know that the suffering is not something that you want to experience. Uh, that nobody wants to experience pain, uh, but they have made something out of it, and uh, it gave gave depth uh, to 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 the work. Uh, w- would you consider that as a as an opportunity, the pain? Uh, w- w- if if we could go back. Uh, Could we change? Uh, I mean, of course we can't change it, but but if you think that if the the whole uh, situation in Syria hadn't happened, uh, or do you regret that situation? Uh, do we regret that? I mean, we we never. I would never say that I uh, appreciate the pain or appreciate uh, you know the memory of war or the memory of uh, of of uh, of losing uh, the country. But I would say that. Uh, 
if I go back, I wouldn't change what happened because it was meant to happen, and and this is how we actually. Uh, this is how we 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 went through a whole different road of of uh, discovering what's Syria for us as Syrians. But there is this, which is very interesting that you mentioned this. There is this idiom in, in Arabic literature that we call al alam al abqari or the very smart uh, pain that always um, uh, it, it always inspire you to write in a different way. And I guess that I guess that pain is a state of of uh, continuous revelation. There is this revelation. It's revealing, it's revealing curtains for you, and you see more clearly. Uh, so you can touch on on things that you never thought that you can reach. Actually, what do you think, Absalom? Yeah, I agree. I mean, most of the poems that I wrote, I think, were written out of pain and you know, like thinking about what what what, what I've been through, what we've been through. But I want to I want to say something about exile itself. Like when I left Syria, I wasn't. Knowing that I, go, that I was going to exile, I like. I think most those who were exiled, when they were going, they were still having hope that I would come back soon, or you know, I'm not going to exile because exile is a scary word and it's like it's a huge word in, in Arabic. Mm. <laughs> so I think like in the beginning, you're still having this this like feeling of yeah, I'm coming back, I'm going back soon, you know, one day I'll go back, and then slowly the exile starts to really like form and. and start feeling the exile and now I say okay now I think I'm in exile like and that's and it's inter interesting to like stay in this journey and then you, you you see how your writings are are changing in in this period of time um, and and one of the things that you mentioned about the cultural identity that's you know that you might you're afraid to lose it and and it's true it's, most of the times we feel lost you know between here and there because sometimes you feel like you're a Malaysian you live here for a long time and you know the culture you know the people and you feel like yeah I belong here actually but then sometimes you feel no I don't belong here I don't belong in Syria I don't belong anywhere yeah and I think that's uh, one of the things that you start questioning yourself about in exile like where do I belong and and I think most people who are in exile share this same thing do I belong here do I belong there and one of the my favorite lines in, in Mahmoud Darwish poetry is uh, من هناك, من هنا, هناك, which is uh, I'm from there, I'm from here, but I'm not there and I'm not here. So it's like it's 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 very powerful and it's very simple as that, you know. Yeah, I think we can think of a line um, that uh, we have in Persian um, Hushang uh, one of our contemporary uh, poets, uh, uh, has written a poem about a contemporary musician, uh, uh, Muhammad Reza Lutfi, a great master of tar and setar. Uh, there is a line in it that he says, um, and He says, uh, how, how uh, how lucky a stranger uh, you are قريب, uh, the word قريب uh, you are uh, playing uh, or you are mourning uh, to the memory of Vatan, which is the home um, what do I say that uh, 
um, my my heart is قريب, uh, like a stranger in my own home and uh, being, being a stranger in home is of course uh, is of course something but I, I, I think in, in general uh, the question that they ask of course um, we can't do anything about the reality of the world the yeah. war has happened uh, we, we are forced out this, this, this is what has happened I think it is our way of uh, surrendering to, to being surrendered to what to 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 the reality with that work uh, an, an artist will will show that that I mean the the pain is there what what can we do with it this this is it we we can record it for instance mm. it can be it can be uh, here uh, at at least at least we we remember this uh, mm. I mean it's it's all about creating memories perhaps mm. what what a artist does in exile uh, and ironically art can be actually a state of uh, resistance and a state of surrendering to to exactly. whatever you're living. I guess um, exile is a, as Absalom described it, very interesting, a scary word. It's it's really scary and it's really big and it's really huge uh, to discuss. But I, I I love the thoughts that we uh, improvised. Yeah, improvised. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much, guys. Thank you, Masuma. I mean, Absalom. Thank you. Thank you. A Night Scene in KL is a poem from Poetic Entropy, my first collection of poetry that was published last year, 2019, via Grab Budaya. Mashhadun Leiliyun fi Kuala Lumpur. Atfaqtu dawa al-yawmi muttakian ila qalbi wa qad amsaktu daftara dhikrayati al-bariha. وبدأت أقفز بينها وأعد تلك الذكريات الجارحة الأصدقاء خراف تخت الغربة الواسع ووجوههم خدر لذيذ دون ما الواقع سأعد كل وجوههم حتى يساورني النعاس ويختفي صوت الأرق لا بد أن الذكريات قصائد المحروم والليل الورق أبراج هذا العالم المبني من عرق العبيد تبث فيه الضوء في كل اتجاه والضوء يبحث عن خفافيش ويضرب كل ثانيتين وجه النافذة فيضيء أصحابي على الجدران أخيلة ظلال والجرح ثبت في الخيال ركائزة وهناك في قلب المدينة سائح يمشي ويحمل دفترا مستذكرا أهليه إذ مروا هنا حيث استباح الأمكنة لكنه ما عاد بعد اليوم سفاحا ولكن صار سواحا لأجل الأرض والإنسان وهناك خلف السائح المشغول بالتصوير والتفسير والإدلاء بالآراء رجل يبيع العمر للغرباء للناس الذين سيعبرون ويعبرون ولا أراهم يأبهون بشأنه وبابنه وهناك مهموم حزين يقرأ القرآن يشحذ من جموع الخارجين من المراقص منتشين ويقول ما معناه جنات وتجري تحتها الأنهار حيث نكون فيها خالدين هذه المدينة لا تحب النائمين المحتمين بثوبها لكنها ترتاح أكثر لضيوف الراحلين
ويمر ضمن الليل ليل والشوارع تحتفي بهبائها وينام كل العاشقين على وسائد شوقهم وتضج أركان السرير على أحاديث الأرق وأنا ألوح للرفاق وللحكاية والطرق And I'd seen in KL I turned off daylight while leaning to my heart and held the memoir of yesterdays. I started to hop among memories and count the ones that hurt. Friends are sheep of the vast bed of emigration. The image of their faces is a sweet and unreal numbness. I shall count all their faces until sleepiness embraces me and the sound of insomnia disappears. Memories must be the poems of the deprived and night is the paper. The towers of this world built over the sweat of slaves are emitting light in all directions. Light is searching for bats, hitting every two seconds the face of the window. My friends are reflected on the walls, silhouettes and shadows. And the scar has its teeth deep in imagination's skin. Right there in the heart of the city, a tourist walking with a notebook, remembering his people. When they walked by here, when they violated the places, he does not shed blood anymore. Instead, he became a traveler for earth and humanity. Right there, behind the tourist who is busy with photographs, interpreting and giving opinions, there is a man selling lifetime to strangers, to the people who will cross over and are crossing. I see them not caring about him or his son. There is a sad, poting man reading the Quran and begging for money, asking the masses coming out, tipsy from the dance clubs. He says something like, gardens beneath which rivers flow wherein we will abide forever. This city does not love the ones who sleep using its dress as a cover, but it is more comfortable with the leaving guests. Within the night, another night passes by. Streets are proud of their own dust. Lovers sleep on the pillows of their longing. The pillars of the bed are abounding while insomnia talks. I wave for my friends, for the stories and the roads. My name is Amin Kamrani. For this Georgetown Literary Festival, uh, I want to read uh, two poems, uh, one a translation of uh, a poem from my uh, poet friend uh, Muaffaq al-Hajjar from the uh, book Poetic Entropy um, that was published uh, last year from Grab Budaya. Uh, I will read in Persian, the Persian translation of a poem uh, titled uh, The Conservation Law of Ballet. قانون حفاظت از ترانه ها پوستچی شهر من یعنی شهری که به آن هجرت کردم و نه شهری که از آن آمدم چرا که آنجا دیگر شهر من نیست 
که شهرها عادت به پارو زدن دارند در رودهایی از مردم آنها چون قایقی تفریحی حرکت می کنند می گذرند از سالها و دورانها بیان که هرگز به مردگان و شهیدها بیاندیشند شهرها هیچگاه به غم شاعرانه آنان که رفتند اعتنایی نمی کنند شهرها این گونند که تنها آنهایی را پذیرا می شوند که بقا یافتند پوسچی شهر من منظورم شهری است که به آن هجرت کردم آدم عجیبی است میداند که مرد تنهایی هستم که پس از بامداد به خواب میروم و این چنین عاشق شعر هستم همچنان از من میپرسد هرگز زنی را دوست نداشته ای پاسخ میدهم چه کسی عاشق مردان گمگشته می شود زنان گمگشته از پنجره بیرون را نگاه کن مرد عزیز عاشقان بر سنگ فرش ها خط ها میکشند و به فقیرها شعر یاد میدهند آیا اینها را بیهوده هر روز مینویسی آیا هدف را معنا را جوهر را دریافته ای در هر صورت آیا نامه ای برای مردمانتان داری که من بفرستم خنده زدم و گفتم نه چیزی ندارم که ارزشش را داشته باشد شعر دیگری نوشته ای؟ خندیدم و گفتم نه نه من نه تمری دارم و نه مقصدی که معنایی ارسال کنم اما درباره آن سرزمین نوشتم و درباره جزیات رها شدن از اساتیران قبیله با این همه هنوز مقداری زمان نیاز دارم تا تمام مرگ را از درون خارج کنم و تصاویر را به هم بیاویزم همچنین نیاز است تا طرفین شعر را تعدیل کنم چرا که نمیتوانم قبول کنم رابطه ای از علم پیروی نکند اصل معروف حفاظت از انرژی یا قانون حفاظت از ترانه ها ورودی یک عشقهای قلبم دو آن لحظه طولانی سکوت سه ولگردی خروجی یک تأثیر پذیری از درختان دو صدای آب در قرنیه سه هیجان بر صورت یک بازرگان لحظه از کلامی دیگر انگورهای شاعران فرسوده شرابی است در قلبهای آنان که گوش میدهند شیمی نمیفهمم اما عاشق وقتی هستم که درباره علوم حرف میزنی حس میکنم موسیقی سرازیر میشود از دیوار خانه ها و یک آبشار از کلمات کنار من خواهد درخشید یا یک ابر از پنجره وارد میشود به مقامی میرسم که غم را طلب میکنم وقتی تو را میبینم و به هر حال باید اکنون خداحافظی کنم بنویس بنویس برای خودت یا برای دیگران آقای عزیز من من باید به جاهای دیگر شهر سر بزنم اشکالی ندارد مراقب کلماتی باشید که در بطن نامه ها هستند پوست چیه شهر من؟ منظورم است که به آن هجرت کردم آدم عجیبیست میداند که مرد تنهایی هستم مدام از من میخواهد خلاف میلم بنویسد بنویسم و میگوید هر چیزی را که میخواهی فراموش کنی داخل صندوق پست The next uh, poem uh, that I wanted to read uh, both in Persian and in English is a poem from uh, 
the classic Iranian uh, poet uh, Hafez Shirazi uh, uh, from 14th century. Uh, I read both in Persian, first in Persian and then in English. گل ازاری ز گلستان جهان ما را بس زین چمن سایه آن سر بروان ما را بس من و هم صحبتی اهل ریا دورم باد از گرانان جهان رتل گران ما را بس قصر فردوس به پاداش عمل می بخشند ما که رندیم و گدا دیر مقان ما را بس بنشین بر لب جوی و گذر عمر ببین این اشارات ز جهان گذران ما را بس نقد بازار جهان بنگر و آزار جهان گر شما را نبسین سود و زیان ما را بس یار با ماست چه حاجت که زیادت طلبیم دولت صحبت آن مونس جان ما را بس از در خیش خدا را به بهشتم مفرست که سر کوی تو از کان و مکان ما را بس حافظ از مشرب قسمت گلنا انصافی است طبع چون آب و غزلهای روان ما را بس One rosy face from the world's garden for us is enough and the shade of that one cypress in the field strolling along gracefully for us is enough I want to be far away from people whose words and deeds don't match among the morrows and heavy-hearted a heavy glass of wine for us is enough some people say that good deeds will earn them a gated house in heaven being rakes and natural beggars a room in the tavern for us is enough Sit down beside the stream sometime and watch life flow past. That brief hint of this word that passes by so swiftly for us is enough. Look at the flow of money and the suffering of the world. If this glimpse of profit and loss is, is not enough for you, for us it is enough. The dearest companion of all is here. What else is there to look for? The delight of a few words with the soul friend for us is enough. Don't send me away from your door, oh God, even to paradise. Your alleyway compared to all space and time for us is enough. It's inappropriate, Hafez, for you to complain of your gifts from fate. Your nature is like water. Your beautifully flowing poems for us is enough. Masume hastam ahl kishwar Afghanistan. Do to share daram baraye khundan panahande va omid. Avarin sharam omid. Kasi ra mishenasi khande bidard befroshad miyane kabus kucho intiharo. بمب و شلیک گلوله به یک بیمار افسرده روانی شاد بفروشد کسی را میشناسی مهر مادری بفروشد میان گریه های کودک جامانده از جنگ کمی آغوش امن و خواب آسوده بفروشد 
کسی را میشناسی صلح جای جنگ بفروشد میان کشته های بیگناه بی سر و تن به آن معلول جنگی عضوی از بدن بفروشد کسی را میشناسی گل دوستی بفروشد به آن درمانده آواره بی سرپناه در شب تاریک و طوفانی کمی محتاب بفروشد کسی را میشناسی کمی مرهم بفروشد به بالهای پرخون کبوترهای سرگردان به جای تیر و کمان معمن و دانه بفروشد کسی را میشناسی حق زندگی بفروشد به جای ساخت هفتیر و مسلسلها و خمپاره جهانی آری از خودخواهی و نفرت و کینه بفروشد گلویم سخت خشکیده خریدار کمی آبم میان ترس و تنهایی میان گریه و زاری کسی را میشناسی امید جای آب بفروشد کسی را میشناسی امید جای آب بفروشد پناهجو دانید که را گویند پناهجو آنکه ظالمانه خانه اش ویران شد در حیاهوی رفتن و ماندن تابع حفظ جان عزیزان شد آنکه چون شقایقی در خون تندیس آه داغالود بقا شد آنکه غریبانه در این دنیا در پی آغوش گرم باران شد آنکه چون نیلوفری در مرداب با نور مهربانی شیدا شد پناهجو بال مجروحش را گشود تا امید تازهی پیدا کند در میان گرمی آتفه ها معمن انسانیت برپا کند در خزان بیبهار زندگی نور عشق و همدلی احیا کند I wouldn't be here is a poem that I wrote um... in a kind of reflection on my journey in Malaysia and back in Syria. Um, so here it is. I wouldn't be here if the bullet behind me didn't bend. If the child in me never grew, if my friend wasn't my friend, if my home was a few kilometers further to the south, if I was a few years younger or a few years older. I wouldn't be here if my mother's soil wasn't fertile enough at 40, if she didn't take out her heart and planted it deeply into me. If my father's job was on the front line giving orders to shoot down the stars, if he didn't stitch his forearms into mine, I wouldn't be here if I didn't draw my first line onto the pavement, if I didn't sail on poetry's boat 10 years ago, if I didn't learn how to row, how to pray, how to beg, how to crawl, how to float. I wouldn't be here if my heart was built of stone and steel, if my body wasn't made of clouds, if my name didn't start with Abdul, if my skin wasn't white enough, if my voice wasn't loud enough, if I wasn't coward enough, fragile enough, scared enough, lucky enough. I wouldn't be here if I wasn't me enough. And the second poem is called Seven Days. And 
it goes like this. Day seven. My mind is floating somewhere between space and time. I can't remember the last time I touched my lungs, the last time I talked with my consciousness. Every day I bite my tongue just to remember I'm alive. Day six, I'm tangled in a bed. My veins are connected to a long wire, dripping, a maze of gray walls and blue curtains, surrounded by whispers, familiar voices, and unfamiliar hands. Day five, everything feels out of motion today. The train, my legs, the clock, the sun. I reach home, rain myself, and sink myself in bed. I wake up in the middle of the night and sleepwalk towards a fainting light. Day four, I'm having my morning coffee with someone I barely know. I read out a poem that I wrote a few days ago. He doesn't say a word or listens to anything I say. Day three, I get rid of yesterday and tell myself, today is a great day. The sky is clear and the haze has faded away. I go to work free of all the poisons, of all the thoughts. Day two, where has everyone left? Who ripped off the windows? What's that blackness on the walls? And why are the owls hovering over my bed? I do not know why, but I know how. A voice echoes in my head. How whales get devoured by the sea. How castles collapse by a sting of a fly. Day one, I'm writing a poem about the temporality of flesh and the immortality of words. The doorbell rings. A person in black stands in front of me, uninvited. He looks at me as if he knew me for a long time. I try to talk to him. He doesn't say a word or listens to anything I say. He ignores me, and he walks in through the back door of my mind.